All right, I guess we can start. We should probably just start. Okay. Should we start? I think we should start in three, two, one. We should start. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to episode 203 of the Guardian Hub podcast, where we talk destiny, interview guests, and talk about our love of the game. And Sin, are you still liking Lightfall? Yes, I, I, I am. You I think it's not quite magical. Sure. Oh, I'm just <laughs> trying to kill, sh- kill stuff in uh, mayhem here. Cool. Can you still hear me? I adjusted my mic some. Yeah, yeah, you're fine. Okay, good. I think it was a little boomer. (laughs) No, (laughs) my boom mic, my boomer mic, your boomer mic. Yeah, welcome everyone in the chat so far. We have the IRS debug us again in Moose. Uh, Tax season is almost over. A reminder to everyone who needs to file. Obviously, people that get money back like to file early, and those that don't that pay money usually want to wait. No point paying money early. And me running a business as I do, I always slack. <laughs> I mean, I know April 15th-ish, you know, depending on the year. If you run a business where you set up as an S-corp where you um, can save more money, uh, the that part's due March 15th, but you can always fill an extension to April 15th. So I'm just about to put that in. And then this is the time of year I always like set the extension give all my stuff to the tax dude and he gets it back to me and then I pay by April 15th. Nice. Except that I have to pay. <laughs> Money. That, that is not nice. But I'm really paying less than all y'all, MFers. <laughs> I went, if you I look went at like, it. yeah, I know. If you look at like effectual tax rates, mine's like pretty low at times, like 5% or something like that. So, which is not awful. I don't even no. know how much I pay. It comes well, out. I file a return. I get some back. I was gosh, like, you don't even know. So, average know. people, about fifteen percent of their paycheck is FICA and all that, and then there could be other state and county things. And you do get tax refunds, you know, of course. But the way it works out is, people are still always paying close to that. Usually, they have normal like wage salary jobs um, are still getting closer to that 10, 15%, even with, you know, money, you know, returns that you get and stuff. So um, it's just kind of how it is, but uh, whatever. Running a business can be scary too, because if you don't put a money aside, like you're paying taxes out of your paycheck, then you have a big bill that's due into the tax year. But why are we talking this? Yeah. We've got a lot of Destiny to talk about. We do. Okay. Second week of Lightfall. Season of Defiance. And Season of Defiance. 
And how are we liking it so far? People in the chat, let us know. Sin, let me know. Are you getting a little more caught up? Oh my gosh, yes. I, I did a lot today. I caught up finally. I finally got, did my first partition. Um, Baby's first partition. <laughs> pretty much. No, oh, man, I finished the two-tailed uh, fox catalysts and got that done. <clears throat> finished a uh, quicksilver catalyst a few days back. So that's done now. Oh, what else have I done? Uh, the new uh, super secret. Can we talk about that? Yes, we can. So the uh, this week we had that new super secret Vex mission that released. Yeah, and, it's uh, part of the seasonal side of things. Yes, I got uh, knocked that out. I don't know what did I do that Tuesday night. Came home, knew that it was there. Played around with uh, trying to open up the uh, door to it. Won't spoil too much, I guess, if we don't uh, want to do that. And then uh, completed it for a new weapon. So oh, uh, called the Vex. What did you call it earlier today? Vex something or another. <laughs> Vex. Uh, what did I call it? Well, first you said Vex class, and then you said Vex. I don't oh, know. Man. Vex Chungus or something, but that wasn't Vex it. Chungus, something like that. <laughs> but yes, it's the Vex Caliber. <laughs> Vex Caliber, yes. Uh, and I've started uh, doing some things along with that because there's a lot to do with that exotic mission and and the weapon. Uh, so I've been messing around with that a little bit there. Oh, what else? Seasonal stuff. Crucible tonight. Uh, totally forgot to do my commendations because I was talking there. And... Yeah, that's that's been the bulk of it. Just finishing up stuff on Niamuna because there's so much to do. Yeah. Well, yeah, week two, you know, there was, as far as new stuff in Niamuna, there is, um, we didn't really talk about this last week, I don't think, but each week has collectible things. They're collectible action figures, kind of like the penguins or the other collectible things, you know, that they've had in the past. Action Two figures week. are like, aren't they like packaged action figures? Yeah, they're literally packaged action figures. And then there's a weekly hard, a partition hard reset. Each back door, as Rodimus called it earlier. Uh-huh. This week is partition back door, and um, you have to do shit to get to it first. A, a weekly bounty, which the first week one is annoying to get to because you have to open it up, basically. So you were still getting caught up on all that. And uh, But then this week, if you're caught up, you can just go right. It's pretty quick to get into it. And then the seasonal stuff, the seasonal week two was even shorter than week one. I don't think there was a cut scene or anything, but there was some talking, some cool stuff still. And then a new Defiant Battleground. This time it was Cosmodrome versus EDZ, where they kept taking you back and forth between the normal realm and the Ascendant. I mean, I know it did that for a big part in the first week's one too but this one like literally you're in the boss area and it keeps taking you back and forth and I'm like jumping right when it teleports us back into the ascendant realm and there's just a little narrow area below where you would land so I was in the middle of my jump and I just no, jump off the edge because it teleports me in the middle of a jump <laughs> <laughs> that it did but that was kind of annoying going uh, back and forth a lot <laughs> and uh and then, but yeah, the secret quest and, okay, here's the thing. It's kind of, um, kind of a sad fanfare of how this whole thing started. I mean, yeah, we were excited and it's a cool quest and all, but 
should Bungie have really released it this early on? I feel like it just kind of got lost in the mix of everything else. And remember the huge news when like, you know, Whisper and these other quests got found and there just wasn't as much talk about it. In fact, I first heard about it from a Tassie article that posted in the Discord and a few other people knew about it slightly before that, but it wasn't like Discord's lighting up everywhere. People going like, oh my gosh, people found this new thing in the uh, E to Z, you know? It was just kind of like, oh, secret quest, go do it, <laughs> you know? Right. So I don't know. I mean, and I'm I'm happy having more content right away, but uh, again, like... What if they would have put this in the second half of the season where things died down a bunch? It would have been kind of nice to uh, maybe do it then. I don't know. Probably. Would have given us something else to do here towards the end of the season for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But still enjoyable either way. Oh, welcome, uh, Big Techs also, Fast Spectrum. And uh, so we kind of have two chats going. We'll have to figure this out because um, now our stage channels have a chat built in, which is nice. And then oh, I've been yeah, creating right. a thread. But Big Techs was writing in the actual chat in the channel versus our thread chats. But I just want to give a comment here. He said, I generally agree on the weakness of the Lightfall story, but it doesn't really bother me all that much. I usually only play through the campaign once. And ultimately, I care more about the weapons and abilities. And Strand seems really novel for the game. Yeah, thanks for your input. I mean, it really is interesting how we all have our own reasons. And this is right. something that I think we can all try to remember from time to time. Because I know some people kind of think, like, the only reason people would ever want to play Destinies for the weapons. I mean, <laughs> yes, even I like getting weapons and going after things too. But... There are other reasons to enjoy the game. See, for me, I really like the experiences. And um, whether that's seeing a new playable mission for the first time, exploring an area, chirping someone, weapons are like a close second or third place for me compared to experiences. Especially with, I feel like we're getting weapon burnout. We have so many exotics, so many weapons that are, oh, this is the new hot thing. Well, we're always changing to the next thing. And honestly, you can do pretty good with a large set of weapons. Uh, you don't always have to have, you know, I'm not talking down weapons. I, I think it's awesome when people go for those more too. But I'm just saying it's fun to hear different people's input of what they like of the game. And a lot of people have been talking down the story. I still stand by my point. Like the story didn't really bother me. Yes, I would like to know more. But for me, I still think... And I'm curious everyone, if anyone has replayed some of the missions now. Are you getting bored by any of the missions, especially these training strand ones? I, I feel like there's three missions in the campaign. They're kind of boring to me, and there wasn't three in Witch Queen. So yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it's necessarily the training missions. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm enjoying it. I did it on Legend, Legend all the way through. I know you played a little bit of... You know, the easy mode, the basic one uh, to start off and kind of switch back and forth. To me, I don't mind. I wouldn't mind going back and replaying, you know, and doing it on the normal mode for the other characters just to blow through it and, and re go through the cinematics. To me, the cinematics, this, uh, this expansion and season were a win. I don't, I'm not, they bored were good, yeah, by any stretch of the imagination. 
yeah, really the only problems I had with the uh, story was I understand it being maybe a cliffhanger and they're going to let us know more, but the way all the side characters acted and the way that they didn't really tell us much, it's one thing to know like, okay, what's going to actually happen with the final shape and the purple triangle that's in the traveler. That's fine. Keep that a cliffhanger. But why is like everyone supposedly know about strand including, including like Zavala and everyone yet no one's ever talked about it. And in the campaign they're like, Oh yeah, that is an issue. Oh, and oh yeah, now now it's gone or now we have to but but it's okay. We're just going to keep fighting. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like they don't really say much. It's a little too much for it just being a cliffhanger. They kind of act like everyone knows what's going on, but us as a player actually don't know what's going on. <laughs> right. So, that's kind of what kind of what I'm thinking, but again, I've liked the story a lot. A lot, a lot. And um, campaign for me, just slightly less than Witch Queen. I like Strand more, though, as a new thing. So it's it's really tough to say overall, like we said last week, and I still stand by this, I think overall this expansion with all the quality of life stuff also, give it an A, give it a, you know, slightly higher than Witch Queen. Yeah. Have you found, well, you probably haven't had time, found a cool Warlock build. Through, no, I did um, not find a cool warlock build. I don't play it. Yeah, let's see here. <laughs> but no, as far as... But no, uh, you didn't find any other builds? No, I've been totally absorbed in other things in the game uh, with all the quests and everything that's filling up the quest tab. I've been knocking everything out. Uh, there is kind of really what I've been doing. So for me, I've really cared less about builds. You know, I started putting mods back onto my armor, you know, upgrading my previous armor so I could reuse my higher stat rolls. Um, just kind of playing around with it a little bit. But once I put some armor or mods on there, I've kind of left them alone. Yeah. Actually, forget about my build for now. Maybe I'll mention it later, but kind of on this point still, and I want to loop in with something that was mentioned in the TWAP today. But like um, Mr. IRS agent said in the chat that, um, well, you know, they, maybe they released it because of Excalibur will have multiple catalysts, plus with the disappointment of how fast the campaign was, they wanted to hype the complainers up. Potentially, I have to imagine they had this plan for a while. Um, what's interesting is we found out today, even in the 12, I bet you haven't read it, Sen, right? I skimmed it. I didn't read it the whole way through. (laughs) Well, the most interesting thing to me, and we can go over a few other things, but they talk about some stuff coming up for next season. They said they would kind of give us spoilers and things for next season. And what they are telling us is... Let me get to the... Okay. Uh, as we mentioned in last week's TWAB, a new year of storytelling kicked off with Lightfall and will continue through our seasons between now and the final shape. So I know a lot of people have been speculating, well, maybe this DLC is meant to continue the story through all the seasons. And that's fine, but it can be like annoying for people that just bought the DLC and not the season. So maybe they might be missing out some stuff. But check this out. They said, well, we're just a week into Season of Defiance and don't always share future narrative details this far in advance. We feel it's important to give everyone a preview of a particular quest we're bringing into Niamuna in Season of the Deep, which is next season. 
Throughout this quest, players will explore the city to learn about the nature of the veil through Osiris's research. See, we're going to learn more. <laughs> and newly uncovered Ishtar collective data. The brief pursuit will be available to all Lightfall owners and will take place separately from the events of Season of the Deep. Look at that. That's amazing. Have we ever had... So if you, even if you didn't buy next season... This is like expansion DLC stuff that's continuing into next season. It's included through the expansion side. That's pretty wild. And it's going to be a whole quest. Uh, as a reward for completing the final step, players will gain access to three new strand aspects, one per class, to add even more depth and creativity to their builds. For Titan, it's called Fletchet Storm. For Hunter, it's called Threaded Spectre. And for Warlock, it's called The Wanderer. So speculate away. But isn't that cool? Like, we're getting another aspect next season, and there's going to be a whole quest, and we're going to learn more about the Veil. So it's like the DLC is, like, continuing through the year, kind of like they said it would. And then, of course, there'll be seasonal stuff, too. But um, it really is interesting how uh, this really is like a DLC that's continuing through the seasons. Yeah. It, you're so amazed, and you're quiet. <laughs> I, I'm staring at it. Well, I muted on my, uh, my yeah. mixer, um, versus Discord. But um, that's interesting because everybody has been complaining about not knowing the veil. You know, I thought of it, I'm going to say I'm on the other side of the fence. I didn't really care about, you know, not knowing what everybody else had seen, the Vanguard, you know, Osiris and whatnot, knowing what we're up to as far as the veil and knowing more than us. To me, going through this story this season was almost like the last episode of a season, like of Walking Dead or a you know a long running show where they leave it on that cliffhanger, like we said, and you find out more the following season. That yeah. almost kind of seems it seems like a, a seasonal episode of a show, and you have to wait till the next episode drops to be able to learn more. That's kind of like where I feel it's at in that story. Yeah. So I'm okay with it. But I'm really glad they're doing this too, because always kind of the way it's been presented to us is yeah, the seasonal stories do add a little bit to the overall story, but they can kind of be taken on their own in some aspects. And this time that's still going to happen, but you can get more of the main story on the side as a separate thing. And then plus there will be the seasonal stories too. Yeah. So way excited for that. Well, there's definitely going to well, be a lot to keep us busy until then, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lots of grinding. What's your power level at? Not high enough. I'm <laughs> for <17. laughs> what? Lost sectors. Like rank. Oh, my gosh. Those legend lost sectors. Has anyone hopped in any of those yet? I know I haven't. Um, I'm 1784 base uh, with... You need to be for your guardian rank, you need to be an 1800 base. I'm at 1791 with my artifact right now, but I'm only 26 uh, ranks into the uh, seasonal rank right now. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, so Legend Lost Sectors 1830 recommended. I hopped in a couple days ago, Chamber of Starlight, one of the easier Lost Sectors in the whole game. I was getting murked. Actually, I did pretty good. I, I was trying for flawless. And I got two deaths, maybe. And then, but I had to go pretty slow to stay safe. 
got past the 15 minute mark or whatever the hell and got one more death close to the very, very end. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not, not looking forward to jumping in there this early in the light level grind. Dude. Yeah. I mean, I just want to get to like 18, 1801 or 1811. And then I don't care what the power caps at, but like, if it's 1830, if we can even get to like 1801 or 1811, it'll be dramatically easier. Right. And then, uh, especially if you hit the right lost sector and then more doable going flawless and getting it done under 15 minutes so that you won't have that hard death limit. <laughs> right. Yeah. Those are, uh, those are fun. And, um, we are getting close also to, um, well, <laughs> of course we had some, some more downtimes. Good thing it wasn't, you know, the launch again was very smooth, like we mentioned. But uh, last night we had some downtime. I believe you even wanted to play and you couldn't. Yeah, I sat around. Uh, welcome, Des, by the way. And um, sat oh. around. Hello. Uh, yeah, so the downtime last night sat around for an hour, expecting the servers to come back online started watching some Twitch streams and everybody else was having the issue and saw that it was like some people having it, some people weren't, some people were in the game still, but it was kind of glitchy. And after an hour of just sitting there in the uh, queue up screen, I was like, mm, nope, I'm, I'm going to go do something else. So I ended up uh, logging completely off my computer and uh, actually caught up on some movies. I ended up watching The Menu and um, Glass Onion. And uh, enjoyed both of those, really. I, I can't remember. I don't know if uh, we had talked about it here previously or it was a GDC episode. But I uh, had them on my list to watch and knocked them out finally. So I haven't seen Menu yet. Uh, you liked it? Yeah, I know it was, it uh, it's, it's very, very interesting. Interesting also for the fact you see Voldemort with hair. Um, that, okay, I, I think separate he, him. <laughs> I know, I know. But, but the actor... Uh, yes, I think yes. he played his. I think he played his part well, and I think he was actually good for that role. Um, and dark humor, right? Is that yeah? What is it? Okay, yeah, I like very dark humor. Dark. I got my uh, Bezzy drink here. Des, since you're just joining, what have you been up to? Uh, not a lot. Much of the same. Uh, much the same. Uh, still having a blast with like Marvel Snap and stuff, which is fantastic. Um, so yeah, nice. Yeah. Now, um, I heard this question. Have... Now I heard yeah. this question about Marvel Snap real quick on okay. um, GDC's last episode. It was posed to Hazel, but I got to know how much money have you dumped into Marvel Snap? Um, my okay. Here's the thing. Uh, I am a gotcha veteran at this point in time. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, it, it might not quite seem like it, but I mean, pretty much any mobile game that has any kind of collection uh, potential, also with a randomness to it, um, it's, it's, it's gotcha feel. And they get you. Um, entirely by having just cool stuff, uh, you have to resist urge to spend real money by cool stuff. 
Um, but so far, I've bought like the season pass uh, because I mean, yeah, I don't mind dropping money or certain amount of money as long as it's like minimal. Because uh, even on uh, Final Fantasy Brave Exodus, which I've been playing for years, I keep like minimal sp- spending. Um, but yeah, and season pass that, seems fairly legit, even if you're not getting the other things, right? Exactly, and it's it's actually a pretty decent value uh, as long as you're playing somewhat actively. Uh, because from what I can gather, like they give you enough stuff to do uh, to pretty much reach like the uh, quote unquote end of the season pass, but it does go like like set rewards stop at fifty on uh, Snap Season Passes. But then after that, it's just every level gets you a thing, but it's not like a set thing, and it's random and could be good. Might not be not so good, but either way, there's still stuff you can get and potentially like benefit from. It's just like the, the determined rewards are stop at 50, and from what I can tell, they give you enough stuff to reach that pretty easily with some semi-consistent play. Yeah, and I, I think I remember hearing since you brought that up, and Hazel saying like he spent fifty or sixty. Forgive me if I'm yeah, like fifty-six dollars or something like that. Yeah, so far. I mean, season pass plus a little extra. Yeah, yeah. I mean, then considering like how long he's been into it, that could just be a couple season passes, uh, honestly. Because I mean, <laughs> like in the channel, like everyone else has like freaking like thousand or. 2000 like collection level i'm sitting over here just breaking like 720 um so yeah they they've been at it for a fair bit longer than i have yeah well i want to reiterate really quickly because this actually kind of dovetails into what we were just talking about it it was in the twab and i think this is quite amazing news because as i was talking about how if you read the twab (laughs) they give us that information that as they promised, the DLC story is continuing on throughout the year, and they are telling us this far ahead of time that in the next season, Season of the Deep, there will be more DLC content, a mission, aspects we can open up, and this is all part of the DLC side. It's not part of the seasonal side. So even if you don't buy the season, oh. you're getting more content next season. I actually kind of like that. That's cool. I do, and this is really awesome because... Some other podcasts were speculating, well, okay, yeah, so we're going to learn more. And they specifically said here, we're going to learn more about the veil with a quest of Osiris. Um, let me get the actually word, actual wording here. <laughs> okay. Players will explore the city to learn about the nature of the veil through Osiris's research and newly uncovered Ishtar collective data. And we will nice. be opening up new aspects. The Titan is the Flinchet Storm, and the Hunter is the Threaded Spectre, and the Warlock is the Wanderer. But this is oh. quite amazing. So, like, legit new aspects? Yeah, right? aspects. Yeah. Oh, wow. Aspect. Yeah. So we'll have a third aspect, one per class. Or three new aspects, one per class, yeah. Nice. Like, yeah. I do... Okay, see, I like... I. Knee-jerk reaction here, because uh, surprise, I 
uh, am late for this recording because I kind of forgot what day it was and I completely didn't know what time it was. <laughs> so Zinn would have been late too if I wasn't playing with him earlier. He totally forgot it was podcast night tonight. <laughs> I should have so messaged just, something to everyone. <laughs> I hilariously open Discord. I drop a message in the Marvel Snapchat thread. And then I look up and I go, wait, that's a stage icon over... Oh, crap. <laughs> um, so yeah, the full transparency there. But yeah, my knee-jerk reaction entirely is I kind of enjoy... Like, I know there's going to be uh, uh, people that are going to disdain about, oh, why are you time-gating content throughout a year? Shut up. Um, because I do feel like this can help... <sighs> they can kind of help the DLC feel like a significant thing throughout the year. Um, because it's like going through like last year, you like you, you finished witch queen and it was such an incredible experience, but there wasn't really a lot there to remind you of witch queen because the seasonal stuff just kind of like took over. Yeah. So yeah, it's like great when it drops and it's fantastic. It's just, it tends to get overshadowed. So I do like having like, this kind of like drip fret, you know, this drip fed extra stuff here and there that connects more directly to the DLC than the seasonal side of things. Yeah. Yeah. And we're, we're really finding out more and more that we will find out more, <laughs> at least down the road. I don't know if you found any other um, cool discoveries lore wise or story wise since we last talked last week's episode. Uh, you know, because um, we had some questions that were up in the air, but I don't know if anything yeah. else had come I, out. No worries if not. I, I watched through, like, the dialogues and such for for the mission of the machine gun, and I just ended up uh, being left with more questions than answers. <laughs> um, yeah. But there is a thing that does kind of make sense to me about the Black Heart now. Um, because then, of course, that's like, at least for me, that's like my number one question after like this entire thing is, you know, the Black Heart is supposedly connected to the Veil because the Black Heart is supposed to be a copy of the Veil. Um, but the Veil is supposed to be, from what we can gather from the story, the Veil is supposed to be this thing, which interestingly enough, if you go onto Destinypedia, they list the Veil as an entity. I'm not exactly sure where that's coming from, but there we go. Um, but yeah, so it's it's supposed purpose, as far as we can tell, other than providing uh, power to Neomona and being like Neomona's actual power source, as well as a defense mechanism, apparently. Um Its purpose is like to create this link to either the traveler or the light, and I find that interesting because uh, the one thing we know, the well, the only thing we know kind of for certain about the Black Heart, uh, because we only have like two entries on the Black Heart as far, at least as far as story goes, and one of those is basically in-universe character speculation um which warning never take that kind of stuff into account because 
that's ripe for uh, retcon and corrections. But the one thing we did get was in Elsie uh, Bray's Dark Future, uh, where they mentioned that the Black Heart, uh, by the time we reached it in her time, was ready, and it basically made corrupted guardians, which is like an interesting thing. Like, how could it do that? But if it's a copy of the veil and the veil creates a connection to the traveler, then chances are that's how like it infected, at least in her timeline, it could have potentially infected uh, guardians forcibly with the darkness. Wow. So, yeah. That's yeah. an interesting just thing that kind of connected, like clicked into place either yesterday or today for me. Um, so yeah. But that's all I have, though. Oh, that's all you have. That's all you have. Yeah. Well, we have another question. It, uh, Scoot says, what's the radial mast? Oh, Notice. crap. You know, I completely, I completely forgot and did not mention the fact that the radial mast was actually in the freaking campaign. Um, no, that's the, the radial mast. Uh, I know I did it in GDC, and I think I did here as well but uh if you remember me talking about the giant like spire of light that i thought got eaten by the hive after they took over a certain civilization that's the radial mast <laughs> it was just giant like crystallized spire or at least i think either way it was hmm. some construct of light um that like was made uh thousands, millions, whatever, years ago by one of the early civilizations that the Traveler touched. Okay. But the radial mast, I mean, I know in the campaign it blocks our ability, one of the purposes at least, is it blocks our ability to um, to use our, our powers. Is it something that just Callus was dealing with? Because obviously the witness didn't ultimately need it to get control of the veil? No. Uh, that, like, for that, like, I just recently remembered the, the radial. I was so <laughs> stoked to see the radial mast because that's, I mean, radial mast has been, like, it, it's a small thing, but it was such a huge thing uh, for a lore nerd like myself because the radial mast is, like, listed by name in the Books of Sorrow way back in the Taken King. So, yeah. <laughs> hmm, okay. To see that finally come around you know, all these years later is actually fantastic. Um, so the purpose and everything, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm just going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to be straight up just like the veil. I, I don't really know um, exactly what it is, exactly what its purpose is. All I know is that it was something that a traveler-touched civilization created and tried to use as a weapon against uh, Oryx's fleet, if I remember if I remember properly. Yeah. Oh. Um, but yes, uh, like it's, there's so many like little things. It's, it's seeing like radial mass, just is like, oh, it's there. Um, if it's a light construct, Scoot says, maybe it draws in light to power itself, question mark. I don't know because uh, 
the exact nature of light being used outside of us is kind of, is definitely kind of a great territory because I finally also did like look into uh because uh, there was you know there there have been at least two people recently tell me that there were guardians in the Book of Sorrows and I had been confused but I actually went back and read um but there's a point in time where uh, they uh, trying to like leave fundament uh orcs just kind of like or rx at the time uh was just like i guess not really feeling it or whatever um so the worms were like trying to respark arcs to fight against and help you know the hive leap fundament or whatever at the time but they make mention that uh one of the that they start using uh weapons against the hive um that are paracausal and actually use the light so i'm thinking i'm thinking that's where a lot of people are potentially thinking guardian and potentially thinking that like this weapon that uses light is a ghost like maybe that's like where that connection is coming from. I I don't know because I've been reading these books, these like freaking things for years. I'd never made that connection before myself because I don't know. I think I don't know because it, it, they make such a big deal. I think uh, in early Destiny, like ghosts not existing until us. So I think that might be. Potentially, like, depending, I mean, people's memory, because Lord knows my memory is not always reliable. Um, good Lord, I didn't even remember what day it was today. <laughs> but, uh, um, didn't either. <laughs> but I also don't know if it's potentially people that didn't play D1. Uh, because I actually had someone ask me in DM, uh, I, I won't say just in case they wish to remain anonymous because it might have been one of those questions they thought were silly, but you can ask Mr. Monkey. There, I don't believe in silly questions because there's always, you know, there's always something good that can come out of that, just asking any question. But uh, they asked me what the Ishtar Collective was. Well, because this is making... coming, yeah, this is uh, apropos topic right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like because they came into Destiny late, and all they knew about Ishtar Collective is is the website that lore people like myself tell people to go to to learn about the lore, and now all of a sudden it's in the game, <laughs> you <Yeah>. know. <laughs> and it was a so, big part of D one in, in Venus. Yeah, exactly, and that's what I that's what I ended up like having to explain to them is. That was like Venus. That was like the big thing in Venus. And it was like this, at least as far as I remember, the missions uh, in Ishtar Collective was mainly like braiding its like uh, databanks and information storage. Um, <laughs> I was funny saying uh, <laughs> that he got caught and thought pretty much the same thing that Ishtar was a site first before it was a sin destiny. No. Um, Wait, and our Ishtar, I, I, this is probably so that I forget too, but they, were they kind of like the ones that first found the Vex? 
Or <coughs> is there something to that story too on Venus? Or is that a totally different side story? They, I do believe... No, that's like the entire like uh, kind of culmination that we knew of um, for the Ishtar Collective and those scientists, including Maya Sundaresh. Um was the fact that, yes, the, the Ishtar Collective scientists found a Vex. But potentially, it, it's hard to say if it's like the first encounter, because I think, actually, no, it might have, I don't, then you have the Vex, which are time traveling, which it's yeah, hard to say what's the exactly. actual first encounter, because this could have, because they make mention, like during their research of the Vex, that like things are changing on Venus, and like they're getting like these vex constructs that were supposedly there for centuries, but it's the first they're seeing of it, you know. So that was like early indication of like vex time travel and like time manipulation, essentially. Um, so it, it's hard to say exactly when. Like it was this before, or after, you know, Clovis let the vex into the solar system. All that's hard to say, but. At least as lo as far as lore goes, no. This is uh, this was our first interaction with the Vex. Um, was the scientists of the Ishtar Collective, and then they were trapped. Their consciousnesses were trapped in a Vex simulation uh, because the Vex was simulating the scientists um, to, like, you know, because that's what they do uh, to understand things. But they gained. But the simulation gained sentience, and they realized that they were trapped in a simulation. So then all of a sudden, they're taking these copies of themselves from these simulations of a simulation in a simulation. And that's why we have certain, like, uh, what was it, Insight Terminus, where the... Uh, uh, I forget exactly what it was called, but there was, uh, there was a reference to a Maya Sundaresh there as well. So there's what happened to them was like a grand mystery, other than I do believe it was Maya Sundaresh. Like the last we know of Maya Sundaresh is I believe she founded the Future War Cult. Or is at least one of the founding members. Um and that was like the last we knew of her, like at all in the lore. That's like where the Ishtar Collective story stopped as far as we knew, um, until until Niamuna happened and all of a sudden, yeah, Ishtar Collective founders and you know, greats like Maya Sundaresh, and it's like, oh, so this is where they went. <laughs> gotcha. See, this is why I mentioned people always think it's funny, but one of the main, if you care about this at all, this is one of the main reasons why it's worth playing the D1 campaign. If you, yeah. and I'm just so many memories are coming back. Like underneath the Ishtar Collective area in Venus is where that very first Vex strike was too. The echo chamber, remember that? Mm. And it seemed like you're going down, and they have like these windows that are looking down, and then yeah. almost like they're observing it. And then you go down and you fight the uh, big um, Nexus mind. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was. I think yeah, it was, was the first Vex strike. I think in D1. Um, it was. If it's, uh, it was one of the original think, strikes. <laughs> it it was one of the original. 
it was yeah. one of the original strikes, and I think it was one of the most farmed strikes for reasons, but I don't remember the reason. Um, but yeah, for whatever reason, it was like a, a very... No, you had to run that for, I think, one of the exotic ciphers, right? Probably, yeah. You might have you might have had to farm it for some reason. Well, um, and later on, they had skeleton keys. They brought it as a revamped strike yeah. in um, Rise of Iron. Because yeah, for yeah, a while, yeah. it was just forgotten it was it was one of those original d1 strikes that kind of got like pushed to the side it was never put in like the playlist you would have to pick it directly and then they finally revamped it but i always was intrigued because um learning all the vex stuff and you start clicking and i'm also having like a unlocked memory and i feel like this was in d2 wasn't there some quest we did once where and you could see it through like these glass walls, but then you broke into the room too. But they were either doing experiments on Vex or they were doing experiments of like trying to put people into Vex or something. What what was that? Do you remember anything about that? I don't think I'm just making this up. I to, I don't know if it was a quest or a, a side mission or what. If it was a D1 or D2. <laughs> I noticed there's that one lost sector that has you like running up on Vex that are like idle a lot, and yeah, um... yeah. And don't worry, but I just I, I find it so intriguing, and yeah, the whole Ishtar Collective stuff, and yeah, there's still rumors like we might see some more Venus stuff, um, but nothing's come so far in the. That one Ishtar collective picture, which I totally figured wasn't the exact one from Venus, even though it looked the same. That was just in the campaign. But then people were also posting pictures of the statue that we see on Venus, you know, in that uh, patrol campaign area. And uh, there still could be, who knows, some uh, little area that they bring us into or something. Maybe it'd be wild. They collect like the oh, like, yeah, right. connect the two Ishtar collective areas together or something. <laughs> and that would that would be wicked. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's there's a lot. Uh, also, Scoot uh, does ask uh, if there are any new lore entries on Mithrax. I I don't know uh, because lore entries are gonna. I'm gonna be behind on like most of the lore entries because those tend to be uh, classified. And very difficult to read, not in game. So I'm going to be behind on those. Um, <laughs> but it does make mention that everyone else seems to be moping about the traveler being quote unquote dead. But you know, Mithrax hasn't at all lost his face. Then, which is actually very true. Uh, Mithrax actually still he's kind of like very determined uh, with or without the traveler. He makes mention. I, I think it's. It, it's not quite a quote, but uh, at least paraphrasing that, even without the traveler, the light will find the way. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. So I, I think <laughs> I think that's really cool too, because considering especially that the Elixney's like entire perspective, at least until now, has has really revolved around the traveler for you know for benefit or you know for people like Mistrax who still regard it or people like. Oh god, what's her name? I'm losing it. Aramis. For people like Aramis that see it as something, you know, you know, worst day ever, which was. Um But yeah, their entire like viewpoint has been like traveler centric. Um so it's really cool to see Minstrax um 
you know, kind of step beyond that. Um, and also, it was really awesome hearing Crow very... I love the voice actors that they have in Destiny. Um, because you can definitely... When Crow mentions Misrax, he has such an enunciation that he makes it very noticeable that he's not saying Mithrax. Like, you could definitely tell he is saying it the proper way uh, because of how Pro came up, you know, as a guardian uh, under Spider and, like, getting closer to the Lixney than, you know, Pro's kind of, like, part of the reason that uh, it was epic foreshadowing, I think. But, yeah, no, I, I really love the fact that Pro, like, hard pronounces Misrax like that. Yeah. Well, we do need to talk about a couple other things with, um, and then we can follow back on any other questions here. We do, um, I was kind of going through some of the TWAB stuff, and we need to talk about raid stuff also because we have a question yes. from Sweaty Spooks. We'll start with that. Oh. <laughs> well, uh, or Sweaty Sl- Slytherin. <laughs> Will Sin or Kingsley be first to unlock a raid weapon red border? I mean... <laughs> Sweaty, I'm sorry you'll be very disappointed, but remember, people play the game for different reasons. To me, weapons is one of the least reasons I play the game. I'm going to be... Uh, funny enough, Which? I don't focus on Red Border quickly for unless it's like a weapon, a rare weapon, like some fusion rifle or something I really want. I kind of take my time doing unlocking the... Even in the raid, you know, weapons. So I maybe it would be sin. I don't know. What do you think? No. I work too much now. You're probably raid much more than me. My guess is that you'll have your first red border. So you're putting it back to me. Okay. Well, true. I'll probably have my first unlock before you. So if that's the only, I guess that's technically what he said, unlock a raid weapon, but I may not craft one for a while and level it up. So you could still beat me. (laughs) Yeah. Like uh, I'm also going to say Kingsley just because of the exact irony of how Kingsley opened this argument. <laughs> right. I'm not in it for the weapons, which means he's going to be able to craft it first. He might not craft it first, but he's going to be able to craft it first, calling it. <laughs> you know, it's kind of true. I, I've joked many times. Um, I mean, a few raids have taken me, I think Thou of the Disciple is the worst, 30, 40 runs, but still people get it way worse than that. But I do always joke like, it's never going to bother me. How long before I get the exotic? I think the one I cared about the most was Vex Mythoclass, and I forget how long it took me to get that one. But I joke, like, I would be fine if it took me 40, 50, 60 runs. The only thing I was getting annoyed about Val was that I I hadn't gone in it, and then the season was about to end, and I knew, or it was coming up with King's Fall, and I knew that um, once King's Fall came out, less people would be wanting to run Val. So that was the only thing, like, I'd be like, oh, I guess it's going to take even longer now. But uh, I got it at the very end, right before King's Fall came out. So, oh, okay and there. speaking of voice actors, real quick, uh, anyone else notice that Devrim sounds different, or is that just me? Yeah, he sounds different. I think. Yeah. Okay, fair, fair, yeah. fair, fair. Because he sounds like the first time I heard him, it's like that's not Devrim. Yeah, and other people are saying that too. Okay. Okay. Cool. 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 Because I mean, to be fair, Bungie like. Ninja swap, swaps out like voice actors pretty easily these days. Um, 
I mean, considering even Nakora a few seasons back was swept out. I mean, I didn't notice that one, but Devrim. The Devrim was noticeable to me. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Raid is coming up um, starting as we're recording this tomorrow at Reset. And there's a bunch of things that they've closed off. I mean, I kind of it doesn't matter really to go through it because by the time you hear this episode, it'll already be opened again. But I still think it's a little interesting kind of going through the list because it's not a super long list of what they um, locked out of the raid. <laughs> so take a guess on some of these. But, uh, uh, oh, God, where's the list now? Mm-mm, scroll down here. Uh, Yotun, of course. Grand yeah. Overture. Fighting line. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Winter Bite. I mean, that was kind of an... <laughs> Des, we funny. talked about this. <laughs> we talked about this. <laughs> I, I know you tagged me, and that's like I, I told it's it's a it's a thin line, guy. It's a thin line. <laughs> they went yes. too far over one edge. <laughs> I know. I've not way. even played with that weapon yet. I know it's not locked everywhere, but I don't know just because there's so many things going on because it's locked some places. I haven't played with it yet. Uh, hierarchy of why? needs, also. I was about to say, do you know why Grand Overture is locked? Yeah, Kato was telling me yeah. why. Like it, it, yeah, it goes with something else, right? Yeah, I, sh- I showed him that video. Of course, he might have told you before I showed you. But anyway, no, there's like this thing happening with Grand Overture that if you unlock the catalyst for it, um, any weapon that has like explosive or timed payload gains Grand Overture's blind. So, like any hand cannon with explosive payload. Can arc blind your enemies? Oh, yeah. Or any, it doesn't even have to be a hand cannon. It could be a scout, whatever. As long as it has an explosive or timed payload, it will just suddenly arc blind your enemies. Yep. And so, (laughs) (laughs) well, also threat of ascent strand fragment. Um, But that's also going to be disabled across the entire game. They said, not just the raid. Is that, that is the, the the thing I keep hearing about that uh reloads? Ah, piece of crap. Yeah, <laughs> I was that's, okay. And I I still follow this game. It's proof because I sent Kato <laughs> the cheesy reload video I saw because it's like, oh my god, you don't need to see this. This is insane. This is nuts. Because I mean, you know, back when we played, Kato was one of those guys trying to figure out like demolitionists, like. Never reload because of demolitionist and this combination. Um, so it's like I gotta send him this. He he has to know this, and they disabled it. No. Yeah. And oh. then this one kind of seems like maybe they could have kept this one in, but empowering finish armor mod. I mean, come on. It's not like you can do finishers like every second when you're in a raid. So. I know, right? I mean, we already. Or what are they going to do next? Also disable um, the, uh, what are the exotics we're always using to get the ammo? You know, you do the finishers and the Aeons and oh, stuff. Yeah, like. Yeah. But uh, whatever. But this is just mostly, most of these things are for contest mode. Um, so, you know, we're coming up. Fun new raid time. Uh, let us know um, how you guys like the raid. Uh, we Since the raid comes out tomorrow... We will definitely talk spoilers next week's show because it'll be a whole week later, sure. Thursday, 
and we'll give experiences and everything. So yeah, much props to everyone who's going in. We wish you all luck and um, see what it's like. Yeah, I've held on to spoilers for this long. And don't this forget is the fir- 48 hours of contest. Yeah, don't forget for, 48 hours, which really kind of screwed us with some team things that we wanted to do. But, so um, I'm going to drop a tear. Sin <laughs> can't join us. I, I want to say real quick, um, this is like I personally didn't care to jump in contest mode this year for sure. And I didn't do it last with King's Fall either. And uh, I'm like, yeah, if you guys want to join up, no big deal. But if you want to join up on the team, I'm going to go in after contest mode. And then they pushed it back 48 hours, and I was kind of mad because it screwed up some of our team. But I'm still going to go in blind. I know I'll be tempted to watch some playthrough. I know there's some other people going through. It'd be very tempting to watch Gator flub around. Shout out to <laughs> Gator. But uh, <laughs> I'm going to go in blind. I, we may have one or two people on our team, replacements that we had to get, you know, no shade for going in the raid a little bit early, but we're still going to try to give it a blind experience. But I want to give a shout out to our team. Hopefully we're all friends after the raid still, but we got Kato, Edifier, Fiery Pink Yoda, Goot, thanks for filling in, and drum roll please, Hazelnut. So, Hazelnut A.T. Yeah, most of those guys I can vouch for, except for that Hazel scrub. I don't know, man. I know, right? I think he's going to cause the most <laughs> havoc. We'll have to check him out. You see, it, it screwed up my entire flow because I was going to make fun of Kato instead. But then he said Hazel. It's like, ah, crap. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You dodged a bullet, Kato. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, Sin, when are you going to try to get in the raid? A month uh, from now? No, probably Sunday night. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, maybe, well, maybe we'll put you in as a fill-in if anyone gets tired. Yeah, I'm going to assume y'all are going to go that long. Well, I know, but things can happen still. So keep an ear out. You never know. Keep an ear out. And uh, uh, much props. If anyone in our extended Discord communities gets it finished, on contest mode, major shout outs. That's always a great accomplishment. Okay. I was, that's a, I was definitely close on King's fall, but I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't stay up that long. Yeah. 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 Oh no, wait a second here. Are they not having, they talk about contest mode for the people that want to complete it. Are they not doing the challenge afterwards too? I'm reading the words here and it only looks like it's normal completion, not challenge completion afterwards. Well, there is no challenge oh. completion on the non reply It's all challenges only on reprised raids. Really? Because people already know the raids. There is no challenge after the fact. Okay, I guess you're right. You're right. Oh, I was just yeah, thinking yeah. Vog and then Kingsfall, but I was thinking for some yeah. reason Vow had it too, and I guess Vow didn't. You're right. No, no, no. The, yeah, that was the stipulation for the reprises. All since. right, all right. Since certain core things were the same, then a raid race didn't seem fair. So that you have to, after completing the raid, then complete the challenges. True, because they are a bit easier. Yeah. Well, uh, we're still assuming Wrath of the Machine is going to come back <laughs> this summer, <laughs> you know, two seasons from now. And that one, I will be hopping in day one, <laughs> just because I won't be able to wait. And uh, we have some experience with it already. A little. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> a little. That one we probably know the best of all to the well in Crota, but there's nothing you really need to know for that, right? But uh, that one we probably know the, the two we just did. Uh, pretty lightful. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to crew that we had with that. <laughs> Hazel was also in our group there, and we ran Crota and Wrath of the Machine, and we wiped. We we were such plebs. We we did. We got to the very end, about to open the bridge, first encounter of Crota, and we wiped. <laughs> <laughs> I was embarrassed of ourselves. <laughs> it's uh, the habit of not being able to mantle and right. Things are different. Yeah, <laughs> and and everyone going just too balls deep, should I say? <laughs> I mean, like, where's yeah, the Invis Hunter that you usually have anchoring down or something? You know, <laughs> right? So, uh, yeah, I cannot wait to see like. Uh, definitely people need to like tag me in reactions to the raid boss uh, uh, because it's going to have interesting implications to the lore because I was a bad boy and I watched the leaked uh, cinematic um, so yeah it, it's going yeah, to have interesting I heard, yeah. I heard about that but I've, I've kept away I was all about spoilers and you know I do it different every time but and it's not yeah. like I care them i still kind of think i know who the boss is but i haven't read any other spoilers or videos or um anything like that and i'm not going to watch again like the raid until you know we hop in it yeah it's going it's going to have interesting lore implications but i will say uh, i think it was a bungee released image um that the pyramid ship that got hit by the traveler's beam yeah i don't think it really was a weapon um, considering it did make flowers grow, um, uh, because I think there was something that made... It was a love bomb. <laughs> what? Mm, oh, laugh I with just, me. I, uh. I, I just realized where I heard this, but thankfully it doesn't actually ruin anything. Um, but no. Um, the pattern on the pyramid ship, if you notice, looks very similar to the spot on Io that the traveler last touched. Oh yeah. 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 So it's hmm. not, it's really a weapon per se more. So I, I think that's how the traveler was terraforming planets. Well, and then you get a fine line of what is the exact definition of a weapon. <laughs> People can take it different. Like if the uh. traveler wasn't even meaning it to be a weapon, it could still be considered a weapon on the other side or whatever, but it's very true because I mean, people might not think a jalapeno is a weapon, but you get something <laughs> in your eyes, you know, yeah, it becomes very pepper true. spray. So, I mean, you know, there's, there's lines, but I'm, you know, <laughs> yeah. And they do show, um, some more marketing material on that of the raid with again a more a little more close up shot of the pyramid ship and kind of that hole in it and uh like welcome to the root of nightmares raid. Okay, right. Ron. Ron. Ron raid. Oh yeah, it is Ron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um No, yeah, yeah, I'm like super stoked to see like what I I'm still stoked to see like the meat of this raid. So I will probably, you know, just watch what I can <laughs> yeah. because I want to see like I mean it's always for some reason it's still exciting to me whenever we actually get into a pyramid ship 
especially like considering we've been in a variety of pyramid ships now. Um, because I mean, we were in the lunar pyramid ship, which was like not really defunct, but you know, just sitting there for a while. Um, and then we had the pyramid ship in the witch queen's realm, which was sitting there with a purpose and was actually a worm cloning device factory thing. Um, then I think the Imperator in the campaign was kind of the same for Cabal? Question mark? Considering it had a lot of the same imagery style as the Val Raid, just instead of Worms, Cabal. Kind of? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 super stoked to watch and like see what comes of it, and I'm super stoked, of course, uh, to see you know weapon weapon design, like armor design, like freaking I want to see the exotic. Like, is it going to be like a new best thing ever, or is it going to be like the battle exotic, which landed flat for a lot of people? <laughs> yeah, yeah, hopefully this time around it's a good one again because we have not really been rocking. Out or Kingsfall, exotic. So, yeah. um, Vex is the closest one. I don't know. With like with the awesome exotics that have come out with a campaign, I, I don't know. I'm kind of feeling like this one might be a miss. <laughs> <laughs> they will disable it outside of the raid. <laughs> yeah. Kinetic I'm... glaive. I mean, I guess if it's an exotic kinetic glaive. <laughs> Well, I mean, they could make a stasis or a strand glaive. Yeah. Then it would go in the kinetic slot. Yeah. Yeah, but there's... Yeah, they've separated technically, like, kinetic from strand and stasis now, right? Because, like, only kinetic actually deals its extra damage. I think I remember reading in a patch note that they separated... Or that they yeah. took that capability away from stasis weapons now. I believe that's right. I think so. I think I believe our remember reading that, and then, of course, if they took it away from Stasis, I don't see why they would give it to Strand, which means Kinetic, I guess, will own its own space again, which is nice. So maybe it's not the Kinetic slot, but... I mean, I guess it still is the Kinetic slot. It's just... It now, is. What would, what would you call it now, though? Because it's not just Kinetic. The pr- the primary the top slot. <laughs> I mean that's that's essentially it. It's like the top slot, the energy slot, which also doesn't really make sense. But you know, it's top middle power slots. There you go. That's why I mean I I know it made more sense when it was primary secondary because secondary is just below that. If you're looking from starting from the top and working your way down, you know. Yeah, but you can't call it primary because primary is an ammo type now. <laughs> I know, but I mean that's what made sense. Um, well, it did because that's what we were limited to. <laughs> I wonder if Bungie still calls it that, though. Let's look at the new player guide. But uh, as far as slots go, I do believe it's kinetic energy and power slots because the ammo types are primary, secondary, and heavy. Yeah, yeah. Live updates, and what are you up to in the game? 
Oh, I just did a strike and finally uh, unlocked my Manticore catalyst. Gross. I Which, I, either way, I'm going, I'm still to this day, I'm going to be forever sad if we do not get a Mita power tool. <laughs> yes. Okay. New player guide kinetic slot, which can have kinetic damage, stasis damage, or strand damage, but it's called the kinetic slot. <laughs> okay. Energy slot, of course, void solar arc, and then power slot, of course, which can have all of them. And then, of course, primary ammo, special ammo, heavy ammo. So, yeah, it's, uh, I guess it's going to take Destiny 3 before they change slot names. Mm -hmm. Destiny only. Which, whatever they call it, I don't care. <laughs> I'm not going to be nitpicky and say, you know, Destiny Forever or anything. Um, Destiny Friends Forever? Right. <laughs> Destiny friendship is magic, but of course I think there's a copyright on that one already. But anyway, um, no, like uh, uh, there's that. Sure, they went through this whole spiel. It's like, oh, there's a lot of games that are like stuck on like Dota two, and it's like, yeah, sure, but Dota has doesn't have like it, its engine isn't like holding it back, <laughs> like, <laughs> but Destiny's engine. Is currently holding it back like massively. Yeah. So, yep. Something, if they want this game to live even further beyond, uh, I, I, I still feel there's going to be another installment on the horizon. Yeah. A whole new thing. Well, we really thank everyone who's been in the live chat this week. And in case you're asking, how do I do that? Please join our Discord. We normally record, not all the time, but most Thursdays, 9 p.m. Eastern. And we'll have a notification in the Discord where you can listen in. And you can also write us questions or comments in the show. And we will often read them live. And Sin will just play the game and we will ask him questions. Sold. <laughs> just, just ask Kato and Sweaty and Scoot. Who events yes. live? Yes, who are we not, have. Who are not paid actors that we plant there? Are you using sure? Using your Patreon money? No, I think Sweaty's a paid actor. <laughs> <laughs> who would okay, have a sweaty. name Sweaty so Slytherin? I, I think that's that's a bot. <laughs> <laughs> Went from paid actor to bot. You don't even have life anymore, Sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we know IRS is also a bot in here. <laughs> fair, fair. Oh. That invis thing, what he was talking about in Crucible, is definitely happening in strikes. Enemies and the other uh, players are going invis fairly often. Oh yeah, I he remember. posted a picture in the in our chat. Yeah, they have a they do have a slight recurring problem with that, uh, with models not loading properly, which is the quote unquote invis. Uh, because all it is is it's a shimmer similar to invis, but it's basically like just a loading animation essentially. Um, yep. yeah, they, they have that problem a lot in the tower, uh, or at least had that problem a lot in the tower, like on again and off again. Um, yeah, stuff broke, <laughs> but they did fix some things today too. I feel like it could just be in my imagination, but the patch that came out today, I feel like my frames have been better even in public events. Did you notice that at all today, tonight, Sin, or did it seem janky still when we were? Doing some of those uh, terminal overloads. Felt a little bit better. 
Felt a little bit better. Maybe I'm not just imagining it. Yeah. I did have some frames drop during one of the public events earlier, but I don't know if it was because of the event. Uh, but everything, like... I, well, I, yeah, it's because yeah, of the event, but I mean, I just feel like... Obviously, it's because of those things, but I feel like it, it had gotten so much worse with this latest, like, no public events anywhere in Destiny have been this bad for a while, unless you were on a PS4 doing, like, right. maybe Escalation Protocol or something, you know? Um... Especially, has anyone else hopped into that Vex Strike Force? The one that's like hourly, it's kind of random still, but it's that super, super crazy public event. Did we talk about this last week? One with I'll the end with this, but exotic? yes, it is how public events should be, in my opinion. Like, it's this really hard one that um, when we first ran across it, and I'd heard about, hey, there's this public event that guarantees an exotic drop. I'm like, oh, that's nice. But um, I'm like, this is just some stupid new thing. But I'm like, we first see this, and um, the timer says like 15 minutes or something when it starts. I'm like, why is it 15 minutes? And then I start seeing, <laughs> there's like this Atheon-looking boss that's near us, and really tanky and millions of ads everywhere, and the frames are dropping and stuff. And then we're starting to kill him. And then I see on the screen, killed one out of six. Like, what? <laughs> and then we look around. Most public events are kind of just in one little area. The whole zone is filled with copies of this boss <laughs> all throughout the zone. But actually, they do it kind of funny. They have one there. And then you go to the next area. And and also it, it confuses people because if you're not on the same page, the blueberries may be like running over to one of the bosses. We're like, no, everyone has to work on the same one together. Or we're never going to get this done. <laughs> and so when you take one down, if if it's the first one to go down, what actually there's like three that are out, right? But you take one down, and then basically two appear in another area, and then you take down those two, and then three appear in the last area. So by the time you get in the last area, you're scrambling against the clock. You're taking three of them down. Frames are dropping everywhere. It's total chaos. People are dying right and left. I mean, it's a little bit easier now, but it's a blast. I really loved this. This is like how public events should be. And like nice. if a poor blueberry was going through just trying to do a campaign mission or get to some other side, he'd be like, what the hell? Like, you know, like just dying, trying to get through everything. Right. All right. That's That's cool. And I feel like the exotic drops have been good too. They've been at least 60 to 65 and probably even the chance of going higher. So I don't know if you remember sin, what kind of drops you were getting. I can't remember the uh, stat breakdown of it. Um, I want to say it was decent though. Yeah. Yeah. Eh. Decent for sure. No, for a hot second there, I thought you were talking about the, uh, the new exotic, but yeah, yeah, no, that actually sounds really cool. It it is pretty cool. Kind of like legendary public event or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, they, I wish they would have called it that, but uh, it just says, it, but it has a name where normally like the public events when they're on the map, if you look at the director, it doesn't say which one it is. You can kind of tell based on where it's at or at least between two, but this one actually has a name, Vex Strike Force Incoming, and ah. you can go down there. And um, in fact, I've seen people in the discords, like Larry's one that'll often write, um, hey guys, uh, Vex Strike Force oh. coming, join on me. You know, need help, and that's what. Yeah. Okay. 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 I thought it was 
yeah, that, that like, I, I actually couldn't tell you what I thought it was, but yeah, that's, that's really cool though. That's really cool. Like bringing just something some people might think is like mundane, you know, just, Oh, it's just a hard public event. What's the big deal? Big deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on, it's, it's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. I like it better than the terminal overload so far. I mean, we're, they're making us run so many of those and I'm already, I don't hate them by any means, but I'm kind of like, eh, for sure for the terminal overloads. I don't know if you feel that way yet, Sin. Uh, they're okay. I don't think the loot's right. there. <laughs> it's, I'd rather um, do that public event any day over the terminal overload. Terminal protocol reminds me of escalation protocol. The loot's okay and long and drawn out. It's just a long and drawn out event. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I really liked escalation protocols. No, escalation protocol was better than this, Sin. For sure, it was better. At least I think so. <laughs> like I, yeah. uh, I might be in a, in a minority opinion, but I really enjoy. Like, yes, it was an entire slog to make it to the end of an escalation protocol. But man, a lot of the times those ends were worth it. Like you get the, uh, you had the what Golgoroth Junior encounter and all kinds of nutty things. Yeah. Well, people, let us know what you're doing in the game. You can feel free and write in our questions for the show channel, even when we are not live podcasting or even in one of our other channels. We will see your post and hopefully get back to you. Hopefully. Hopefully. And with that, we will close up for this week. But before we do, we should let people know where they can find us. Why not, right? Des, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at ds underscore raven, and yeah, sure, I'll get back with you. And you can find me across the myriads of discords, usually lurking in the lore channel, or you can download Marvel Snap and join me in that channel too, because that's another channel that I get a, a lot of notifications to. And the, the yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, Sen? <laughs> I was wondering <laughs> if you were gonna say you could find me in Marvel Snap. Uh, you can. Yes, he did. He if, did. If, if, if they had like a friend system, I mean, you could, <laughs> but you know, oh well. <laughs> you can uh, find me currently doing one of many strikes, completing my Manticore Catalyst. You can find me on Twitter at sin underscore media, or of course here in the Discord. Kingsley, <laughs> Vexcalibur, yes. take us <laughs> out. Vexcalibur. Vexchungus. Vexchungus. Chungawungus. Uh, You can find me as Kingsley Mac, all the places in the Discord, online, wherever. Uh, Yes, sure. I stream sometimes, mostly just when I'm raiding. And you can find our show on Twitter as The Guardian Hub, or more importantly, go to our website where you can find out information, how to join our clan, how to find different other ways to listen to the podcast. You can find out information about your hosts and much, much more. Check it out at theguardianhub.com. The best hub on the net. Thank you, Sin. Thank you, Des. Thank you, Kingsley. Thank you, everyone, for these last-minute messages here, too, which we will continue in Guardian Hub After Dark. Have a good one. (laughs) Bye. Later.
potato. Brought in the soaking thing. <laughs> Rodimus. I think stoking meant to be soaking, right? <laughs> With that gif, I would assume so. Yes, but he wrote stoking. <laughs> really want to know. We can blame that on Sin. I really want to know why you, you need know. five strikes. That was strikes. a quick fast type. Well, that too, but <laughs> I want to know more about Kato's thing. But <laughs> the five strikes. No, no, that's after After Dark. <laughs> we can't talk about that here. We're not recording why, that. Why is it five strikes now? Like, what in the hell? It is? What, what, I mean, been doing five strikes. Do What's the night strikes? For the, the, the top, Vanguard Ops. What what says it's five strikes? It's twenty percent each completion. No, but you don't have to do. Yeah, like they said, do the nightfall. It'll count more than a strike. So it's not separated anymore, is what you're saying. Vanguard Correct. and strikes are. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, shit. Which is kind of weird. I get what you're saying, even, Sin, but yeah. Do, do you even read? No. <laughs> Does Sin even listen to the podcast learned, when we're learned, recording? <laughs> I learn by doing, not reading or listening. Oh my god. <laughs> That's what she said. I see one person with their hand raised. Yes, yes. Who's who has their hand raised? Oh um, man, I don't know. We won't let him in. I don't know. We 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 can take a chance this time. We can take a chance. <laughs> you might talk get you out of the room. We'll come to Guardian Hub after dark. Chance. <laughs> 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 where where all talk is allowed. Well, most talk is allowed. I guess yeah. we can have a Patreon channel for keep it somewhat after easy. after dark. Yeah, <laughs> we do. I mean, uh, yes, or else we're going to have to put E on the pod, you know. Well, Sin's the one that edits it, so it's up to him anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. true. I'm the one who controls this shit. <laughs> you, say, you say he edits it, but really he just kind of listens to it and makes sure everything's all right. I skim it. it. Yeah, <laughs> skims it. It's like hey, speed reading. Okay? That's a we did three times speed and calls it good. We did the <laughs> most work we've done in like a year, so we actually have new intro and outro music now. <laughs> that hey. literally in like 15 minutes before releasing it <laughs> for our last week's episode yeah 